tonight, I want to share with you some words that the Lord spoke yesterday. So I'm going to read to you what the Lord said, and then I'll speak to you about it. But what's so beautiful is that the Lord continues to speak to us about the Trinity and about the grace that he desires to give us. Therefore, this is another gift to the community of love crucified, this advent as we prepare for Christmas. So I ask you, my brothers and sisters, to just close your eyes and receive this gift from God. The Lord said, the father has always been. He is the great I am. My little one. His greatness and power have been misunderstood and feared by people in every generation. Yet he is pure love. He begets me his son, with all tenderness and longing. He begets me from himself. That is why to know me is to know my father. From our union and communion, the Holy Spirit is immaculately conceived. Think of the Father as a living ocean, and he flows into the sun, and this current of power is pure love, which flows into the Holy Spirit, which flows back to the Father. This exchange of love is so powerful, a continuous life from and back to the Father, that this triangle of life is but one life. We are three distinct persons that share the same life. That is why to know me is to know the Father, for we are one. I became flesh, the God-man, so that you could come to know and see the Father. This coming to know personally the great I am through me is the greatest gift of redemption. The father also desired for his humanity to come to know and see the third person of the Trinity. And he created the mother of God 
from her conception full of grace. She is full of the Holy Spirit, consumed totally by him, so that it is the Holy Spirit that you see and know in and through Mary. Even though she is created, not divine, for humans, she becomes the most perfect image of the Holy Spirit, which also reveals to humanity the beauty and goodness of the Father and Son. To know and love Mary is to know and love the Holy Spirit, which is to know and love the Father. Mary becomes the created being that is the gate to enter God through me, her beloved son. My little one, these mysteries of the most holy trinity can only be received by the souls who, who out of humble love of me, follow my mother to the foot of my cross to enter my crucified heart. No one on earth can journey the narrow path of my passion without the help and guidance of my mother. For it is the Holy Spirit as one with her that is the path back to the Father through the Son. Therefore, the mystery of the cross reveals to humanity the mystery of the Trinity. I then asked Jesus about myself because I do not feel I am living life in the Trinity. Jesus answered, my little one, you must be careful because you are relying on human feelings to determine your life in the Trinity. I, on the cross, felt abandoned by the Father, yet I knew I wasn't abandoned. Your level of union with the Trinity on earth is determined by the abandonment of your will to the will of God, not by feelings. We are one, my beloved spouse. Yet most of the time, I do not allow you to feel my presence. This I do to perfect the abandonment of your human will to mine. Perfect peace in the midst of suffering is the sign of a soul living in the life of the Trinity through her union with my sacrifice of love by the grace of the Holy Spirit. End of message.
So there's quite a lot there. I want to just go over a minute what it means that God begets. Jesus Christ is begotten by the Father. And I think Catholic Answers gave a very good response when I was searching. And they said, to beget is to become the father of. To create is to make. And the difference is this. When you beget, you beget something of the same kind as yourself. What God begets is God. Just as what man begets is man. What God creates is not God. Just as what man creates is not man. By saying that Jesus is begotten from the Father, we are saying that Jesus is fully God and not a creation of God. Nor is the Son of God simply a mode or action of God. So I thought that was important for for us as a community Mm -hmm. to understand what it means when Jesus tells us that he is begotten. He comes, he's fully flows from the Father. As I ponder more and more all of these messages of 2021, I'm constantly seeing a special grace. The Lord has never spoken so much of the Trinity than he has in one year to us. It's been escalating. And these past few months, it's been like an overflowing Mm -hmm. of the heart of God to his love crucified community about the gift of the Trinity. I sense from reading the words of God that he desires Mm -hmm. with all his sacred heart for us to fully live the grace of his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That the grace of the Our Father prayer, which is the gift of redemption, he wants us to have. So he is preparing us. I focused today in my meditation Again, on the words of our Blessed Mother to the Love Crucified community, last week on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, when we made our covenant to her and the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to read the whole message, but I'm going to read some key words that Mary is revealing this gift that God wants to give us. She said to us, You have received the gift of entering into the mystery of what God has done with me. A humble handmaid of the Lord, 
so that each of you can receive the gift of greater knowledge of God's desire for all his creatures from the beginning of time. And then she tells us what is the desire. Consummation into the life of the most holy trinity to participate in the ecstasy of divine love. She wants, God is giving us the grace of coming to know the mystery of Mary, which is her union with the Trinity. So that through Mary, we can receive to the extent that we can on earth, the same mystery. In the book of the Immaculate Conception in the Holy Spirit. Now on my book, it's page 48, but I have an older edition. Maximilian Colby said this of our Blessed Mother and about God the Father. He said, in all he does, God always wills to make use of instruments. God, who gave us free will, wants us to serve him freely in the role of instruments by bringing our wills into harmony with his, even as his most holy mother did when she said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to thy word. In the book, it goes on to explain the handmaid, what that means. And it says, a handmaid is one who abandons her own right to decide for herself. She allows herself to be commanded by a superior authority. She does this willingly, of course. Still, her submission hands over to the superior authority the right to control her activity. Therefore, the work of the Holy Spirit is with Mary to bring us to the foot of the cross to begin to empty us of our will, which is our ego, all our wounds that are infected, all of that world that's within us has to be purified and emptied for one thing, to be filled like Mary with God so that we, out of love for God, and that is a victim soul, says fiat i love you so much i desire to return to the father through the son i give you everything so the call of a victim soul is not to suffer it's to love it's to love the way god has loved us jesus christ reveals the love of the father he empties himself of all his glory, of everything, 
for love of us. That is the love of God, the father for us. And the victim soul is the closest, like Mary, who is the victim, <coughs> creatures of God on earth, that desire, which is the desire, the thirst of God, the Holy Spirit, to love God back the way he loves us. So the whole focus of a victim soul is love. Mary goes on to tell us then, because you have given your fiat, she's speaking to God's little victim souls, us, to walk with me the narrow path of the cross into your hearts to die of self and rise through Christ crucified. And this is what many people do not understand, that the work of the Holy Spirit to live life in the spirit is to live in the cross, meaning allowing the spirit to take us deep within ourselves, to pierce to, into ourselves. And that is our humble submission, more and more like Mary, to allow God to do this work so that we can live true happiness in the life of the Trinity. Mary goes on to say, she is telling us what God wants to do. This, listen to this sentence. Mary says, God in his immense goodness is now preparing you, that's each of us, to live consumed in my immaculate heart through the fire of the Holy Spirit as one in Christ crucified into the embrace of the Father to know and taste the ecstasy of divine life lived on earth. She brings it all together. In Mary, consumed in the spirit, her spouse, one with Christ crucified, back into the embrace of Ava, our dad. And this grace, she wants us to live fully on earth. And she says, God is preparing you for this. Now, this is the key. She tells us how, like a mother, like every mother does, the warning. If you want this, this is what has to be. This grace must be nurtured through continuous prayer and silence. Today I was speaking to Fernando in Colombia and I was saying, Fernando, there's two things for one year. Christ and our blessed mother have been asking of the love crucified community. Greater silence and more prayer. They have not asked us to do more mission, more apostolates, to get involved in more things. In fact, God stopped through this COVID pandemic, all the retreats we were doing. Our traveling 
to do retreats to different groups stopped totally. But God wanted that. And he's brought me into a year where I've had the opportunity to go almost every month <laughs> to the refuge for two things. Greater silence and prayer. And not only for me, God has been transforming our retreat house and giving it a clear purpose, which is now a retreat house in the womb of Mary, in the fire of the Holy Spirit, to enter with her silence and prayer. Now, this is the second thing Mary tells us to live life in the Trinity. And she goes on to say, and protected from choosing to fall into Satan's temptations. Ponder those words this week. The beauty of the path of the cross is that we begin to know our disorders. We begin to know how Satan tempts us. It's no longer hidden from us. If we have truly done the work of the path, our disorders, our wounds, our places of vulnerability come to the light. And Mary is telling us we must protect this grace that God is giving us by not choosing to fall into Satan's temptations. Now, notice what she says. Every time we fall, into Satan's temptation, we chose to fall. It's of our will. So she's telling us, every time we choose to fall in Satan's temptation, we lose grace of union with God. Every time we resist Satan's temptations, we remain in the grace of God. And that's why the next sentence she again tells us that is why continuous prayer and silence are of the essence to live in God's kingdom on earth. Look at Mary. Mary lived in consumed in the love of the Trinity on earth. And what do you see in Mary? A creature, a woman, a mother of silent and continuous prayer. Only the souls that enter that silence in prayer live the grace of the love and communion with the Trinity. And I want to end by sharing with you what Elena sent me. 
Pope Francis gave a catechesis on St. Joseph, the man of silence. But there's a few things I want to show you what St. Francis said that are important in this teaching of silence that is so important to receive the gift of what God wants to give us. Pope Francis wrote, I am struck by a verse from the book of wisdom that was read with Christmas in mind, which says, while gentle silence enveloped all things, your all-powerful word leaped from heaven. The moment of most silence, the Pope says, God manifested himself. He also says, with his silence, Joseph confirms what St. Augustine writes. To the extent that the word, that is the word made man, grows in us, words diminish. Ponder that. He goes on to say, the Pope, the father spoke a word and it was his son, comment St. John of the Cross. The father said a word and it was his son. And it always speaks in eternal silence. And in silence, it must be heard by the soul. Only in silence. Can we enter and live the life of the Trinity? Only in silence and prayer can we hear the voice of God speaking to us. Then he goes on to say how good it would be if each one of us following the example of St. Joseph were able to recover this contemplative dimension of life opened wide in silence but we all know from experience that it is not easy silence frightens us a little because it asks us to delve into ourselves and to confront the part of us that is true and many people are afraid of silence they have to speak and speak and speak or listen to radio or television. But they cannot accept silence because they are afraid. The philosopher Pascal observed that all the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact that they cannot stay quietly in their own chamber. And the last words of Pope Francis I will share is he says, we must learn from St. Joseph to cultivate silence, that space of interiority in our days in which we give the spirit the opportunity to regenerate us, to console us, and to correct us. Amen.
So I encourage you to be missionaries and mothers of the cross of deep silence more and more and greater prayer that the Eucharist and adoration be the center of our lives.